And this is None of Your Business Podcast, a podcast where we bring you inspiring story telling from the heart and ask questions that's no one's business. I'm your host, Robert Lou. Thank you for joining me today. Now let the show begin. Hey guys, so I got Don Jose Ruiz on the show today. And if you don't know who he is, it's he's an author, he's a speaker, he's part of the Toltec wisdom family tradition and today we just talk about a wide range of things from recovery to the coronavirus to loving yourself to getting out of the suffering and how people are addicted to it and how to stay calm during this pandemic so I really hope you guys enjoy. Follow him on Instagram at Don Jose Ruiz. And I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. So welcome, uh, Don Jose Ruiz. Is that, did I say your last name correct? Yes. Thank you, Robert. Very happy to be here with you. Right on. Right on. Yeah. It's an honor to have you here. So, for the people who don't know who you are, you want to tell us a little bit about you? Yes, my name is Don Jose Ruiz, and I come from a family tradition of Toltec. Uh, Toltecs are a tradition from Mexico, you know, like the Apaches, like the you know, Cherokee, but in, in Mexico we have that tradition. And in the Toltec tradition, is the tradition that holds everything sacred. So it's been the keepers of the of the flame, we call, we call it, the, the knowledge. So that's my family, a Toltec. So my family's a book, uh, my father's a, a book author, and uh, he wrote a, a book called The Four Agreements, and, and we all follow his work and, and carry the flag of the family. Yeah, you know, I, I love your father's work. I love your brother's work. And, you know, when I, I didn't know that there was, you know, more siblings and family members doing it. So I started, you know, discovering your work, and I, I love it. I love that you guys are, you know, passing the tradition down. Um, so... You know, if my understanding, you started your family's tradition when you were about 21, right? Yes, well, when I was 21, is the, the, the age when I started to take practices of my own and take people on trips on my own. But I began really studying with my father since I could remember. Like, my father used to joke around, you know, with other people I can train, like they're my practices, but you, I, you, you, I can do whatever you want with you guys because you, you're my children and I'm going to program you like I want you. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Okay. I misunderstood that right on. So, you know, you talk about getting into the Garden of Eden. Eden. What does that mean to you? Well, the Garden of Eden is what life gives us. It's life itself, a beautiful paradise. And when we talk about in the total tradition, we translate our tradition to the Garden of Eden teachings. And the Garden of Eden for us represents our mind, the human mind. And the tree of life exists there. The tree of knowledge exists there. So in the tree of knowledge and life, there's a little snake that offers us life. The woman that we believe in those life, we get kicked out of our own heaven. It's, and then we ask for people to give us heaven when we carry our own heaven. And when we wake up in the Garden of Eden, represent us the human mind. When we find the duality, it's not about what gender you are. Female or male, you are alive. You carry this tradition to make the, your life a masterpiece of art because that's what our life is, an art. That's, I like that. I like that. So how would somebody enter their own Garden of Eden? The moment 
they always been there. They just forgotten they've been there. Okay. It's like if you want something and you would desire you're there, but you already have it. But it's like a puppy. Sometimes you see a puppy enjoying a bone or a treat more better, and the other dog has the same bone, the same treat. But it's looking how it's enjoying it more that it wants not what it has, it wants that enjoyment of life. So what we wake up to is that to make that enjoyment of life once again, whatever we have. And that's one of the beautiful things about gratitude when you really wake up to know that you are alive and there's no time to waste that is golden time. You enjoy whatever moment you have because it's not about comparison or what they have, it's what you have right now to create your art. Okay, okay. That's, I like that. Man, I, I like that. I, just every answer that you give me, I'm just is really resonating with me right now. So I, I love it. <clears throat> so, you know, we all go through struggles. Like I'm, you know, a recovering heroin addict, drug addict, whatever. And I, ne- I didn't have like enough self-love for me. I didn't have enough self-love for myself. I didn't know who I was, you know, like, do you have maybe not drug addiction or anything like that, but what are some of your personal struggles and how did you overcome them? Well, I also was a drug addict mm-hmm. and my drug choice was a uh, crystal meth. Okay. I was I was always afraid to shoot because of needles. I was afraid of needles, but I did every kind of drug. But you know, the reality that I did all those drugs and tried to escape and now I didn't love life is because I didn't love myself. It didn't matter what substance I've been putting in my body. It could be food, it could be relationship, whatever was toxic. Because the reality that I realized later in life that I was addicted to suffering and this world is addicted to suffering. And that's why we run away. And, you know, there's a point in our teaching happens that if we don't like a group of people, we can just walk away from them and, and continue our recovery, run away from people that we are struggling with. We don't like ourselves. How can we ever recover? And that's the point when we completely wake up and people tell us, you cannot change, you cannot do this because they think that we're not strong enough. But the moment that we begin respecting ourselves and we're done with the addiction of suffering and we really want to heal because we really want to live, it's no struggle at all because it's a deciding moment or you live or you die. And to live in paranoia, brother, to live in paranoia and fear and nervous system, if my poor body, one day I, I just saw it like a poor puppy, a, a bit of puppy that it really needed help. It was in a shelter ready to be put away and I found him in a shelter but the sad part is that I put him there. And when I realized that my body was a puppy, it's time to not put any poison anymore, it's to unlearn. And that's what the Totec tradition is all about. It's not about learning. It's about learning what takes our inspiration, what makes us numb, what makes us go to the addiction of suffering and support it because it comes a moment that we cannot lie to ourselves anymore and we get the independence and we see, okay, yesterday was yesterday. I will not even hurt myself with the people that I hurt because they have the right to forgive me or not forgive me. But for me to ask for forgiveness, even if they don't talk to me, it's not to repeat that thing in the future, the people that I meet tomorrow or the people that I know now. And what was the what was the the, the the poison that I hurt those people? If it was addiction, if it was substance, whatever it was, I would stop touching that because that would turn me into a gremlin. And I have to protect myself from myself. And that's the prayer I do every day, brother. May life protect me from myself. And congratulations, because what you have done to sober yourself up, to love yourself, is the first step that you are done. And there's so many of us out there. And when we heal ourselves, we're giving potential to somebody else because I remember when I was struggling and somebody came supposedly to help me, but they're just judging me. They were never in the footsteps that I was. So mm-hmm. I ran to hurt myself more. Absolutely. But the moment that I talked to somebody who really wanted to help and been through hell, who understands paranoia, mm-hmm. I felt like there's someone like me. And then I noticed that we're not the only ones, brother. 
there's so many of them, but the moment that we beat any any demons that we have, it's when we find our spirituality. That's what I love Jesus, the story of Jesus. When he overcame and said, Father, forgive me, they didn't know what to do. He returned his power. They saw the whole world sleeping, and this is what we learned in the Totec. My father says in the Totec tradition, there's the teaching. Imagine you're the only sober person in a room where everybody's completely drunk, drunk with their what they want to do in life, what they, but they never see the now. So when you're sober up, you begin to take a pause and see, my God, life is beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was always covering up my emotions because I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like if, you know, if I have this substance, whatever it may be, booze, drugs, women, whatever. If I didn't have that, then I didn't have my source of love and I didn't love myself. So once you took that away from me, like, I didn't know who I was. I didn't know. I didn't know who I was. Um, I didn't have and I was so held on to this idea that I'm a drug dealer or I'm a drug user. So it was just finding out who I am. It took a lot of work, a lot of crying, a lot of talking, a lot of praying. But I'm glad, one, that I have my recovery today. And two, my story might help somebody else. And that's a huge reason why I started this podcast. You know, if I want to learn from the best, why not talk to them? So having people on like yourself, which is a com- huge honor, I'm very, very grateful that you, I get to spend an hour or whatever I have with you, um, especially during these times right now. The world is so crazy and everyone is panicking and they want to be with their loved ones and probably lots of fear. You know, what are you doing to keep calm and just be in the moment right now where the world has where the world is at today the first thing is gratitude that i'm alive that i don't have the contagion virus right now but mostly i am grateful that i have another opportunity to live life and you notice when we come out of addiction you know one of the most scary thing for us is uh well authorities and to be in prisons to be locked up for freedom and when we are someplace like our home and we want to run away, people don't understand. We're home. We can be someplace more that we want to, we, can, we cannot escape, you know, that we don't want to be in. We're home. So in our home, there's something that very, is something beautiful that we, that we make it, we can make our home sacred. We don't have to run away from our home because our home is our temple. It's the first foundation of a reflection where we can see the divine and the divine is in ourselves. So one of the beautiful things about this time is that if you can see how the virus is spreading, and I've been talking to my apprentices about this, people cannot see the addiction of suffering, how it spreads, because it doesn't affect uh, the body like it does this virus that it kills it, but it kills the inspiration. It kills the motivation that it makes us suppress ourselves, that make us think that we're not good enough, that we're less than. So if we can see when this virus crossing all over the world that we have to have six feet distance from one another. Could you just imagine if we work with ourselves, we don't have to find uh, protection to somebody who talks negativity because it might affect us because we have the antidote and the antidote is to not believe in lies. And we can see that this world has additional suffering right now, but now with the coronavirus, we can explain the teachings of the tradition way easier because we can see the sickness in our face. And the other thing is the responsibility that we have to protect our body and to be in agreement like we are right now in the world that we have to cover, we have to stay at home so this virus doesn't spread anymore. But could you imagine 
the barriers that we have of suppressing ourselves, that we find the antidote in our own home, that the day when everything comes back to a new normal, because it's going to be a new normal. It's never like it was yesterday. They talk about when life was before the internet. Now we're going to talk life before we went in group gatherings and things, because now we're protecting, because it's awareness that comes. Before we were not aware, but now we are aware there is a disease, a virus, but also we are aware that there is something that takes our inspiration. So we have two options, to be the victim or to be the warrior. And the warrior is the one that confronts anything with loving gratitude. The victim is confronts everything with complaining. You hear that, brother? People don't want to do things because they start complaining. And the complaining is the addiction that's paralyzed anything from doing. But the moment that you make a decision, say, okay, I'm going to enjoy. So right now I'm writing new books. I'm writing new music. I'm doing a lot of interviews and I'm redoing my home. And I always have the flexibility. The life changes. Like before everything began, brother, I was ready. I was going to sell my home. I was going to be a gypsy. But life changed, you know? I couldn't be a gypsy because you have to be isolation in your home. So I had to detach from that way I was going to do. Say, okay. And that's the beautiful thing about flexibility. And that's what I'm doing right now. I'm accepting life how it's going to be, but I'm just doing the fourth agreement. And the fourth agreement in the four agreements is always do your best. Love it. You know, why do you think people are addicted to suffering? Because they're trying to survive, brother. Mm. There's a dogma from a long time ago that corrupted spirituality. That if you're only good enough if you give your 10% of, of money that you earn, if you sacrifice if you marry the person you don't want to marry as, a, as an arranged marriage. There's so many uh, superstitions, dogmas out there that kills the soul artistic, artistically that we begin numbing. Even when the joke, when you're in love and you're getting married and other opinions come in and causing their own poison of their relationship, and they say, let's see how long the honeymoon would last. Even doing that, you know, there's addiction of suffering in any direction from eating. And I tell you, people judge, and that's one of the biggest addictions, judging. I tell you, I was not vegan before and people judge me for not being vegan. And now that I'm vegan, people judge me for being vegan. You cannot escape judgment. But when you don't judge yourself, no one else can judge you. And this is what I was explaining earlier. Imagine that you are in a room where everybody's completely drunk, drunk with suffering, but you're only a sober person because you see yourself how you used to be and believing all those lies and not feeling secure, powerful enough because of the suppression that we do. And every time we suppress ourselves, guess what? We're suppressing the earth. We're suppressing the divine mother. We're suppressing woman. So the grandma said to me that the mother is about to return the essence of divinity. And it's interesting that it's happening in these days. But the thing is that's going to help us is to stop suppressing ourselves. Because the moment that we stop suppressing ourselves, the kids are going to watch how we don't suppress ourselves. So they're going to stop learning that and passing that generations. And this is why there's addiction of suffering because Probably 2,000 years ago, there was corruption and, you know, it, it did what it did. There's legal corruption now that, you know, that is affecting the earth. But common sense, integrity will never go out of style because that's the truth. And people with integrity follow people with integrity. And this is, we are on the side of serving mother. The other are asleep. It's not to judge them. It's that they know what they're doing. Like, we didn't know. But it comes a moment we wake up, like we we hurt our bodies, we hurt ourselves until we say we're not we don't want to do that anymore. And when we are about to slip, our body tells us, hey, you promised you're not gonna do that anymore. So our word becomes so powerful that when any other negativity comes our way, any other um addiction or suffering comes away, we can overcome it. Why? Because we tackle the main one, the one that didn't love ourselves. 
So when you wake up, you know that you're the love of your life. This is your, this is the, this is why you're here on earth to protect yourself from yourself and from others. But to not be afraid to express the art, the passion, and this is what we be suppressing our creativity. Like before, I was afraid to speak in public, but I love speaking in public. Then I realized that I wasn't afraid to speak in public. I love that. I was afraid to not speak in public, to give in to my fears, to beat myself up why I didn't do it. So that became my addiction. I didn't even realize that. So butterflies, nervousness is what tells me, Jose, take action. And so <clears throat> when you realize that you were addicted to hurting yourself for the public speaking, like, how did you realize that? What did that process look like? When I resisted, when I didn't, when, when I swim up against the stream and I was totally programmed to hurt myself afterwards, it's like a breakup. You don't love this girl, you don't love this man, but you're so in love with the feeling of wanting to get broken up, uh, get your heart broken. So you use that person to break your own heart. And it's exactly what people do in life. They set themselves up, they complain about their life and someone loves them and they reflect back with their own words. And they say, how dare you? Because they're giving people the power to open their own wounds. So they're using people to hurt themselves within life. And complaining, like, I remember I, in one of my journeys when I was sobering up, I attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. I Thank God I didn't attempt it. My father says, why did you do it? You know, and then he got me upset too because he was reflecting the truth. And, and I was doing all the defense system, all the negativity lies, my excuses that because you divorced my mother, because this happened to me, because this happened to me, because this injustice happened to me, this happened over there. He goes, no, that's not true. It's because you're stupid, he said. And then he said, you're mad, hit yourself. And I hit myself hard, hard. And then I said, I don't want to hit myself any longer. He goes, now you're not stupid. I forgave you the moment that you did that to yourself. But can you forgive yourself? But what I'm saying right now, even I tried to commit suicide, I got irritated and I was still defending those stories that caused me to do that act against my own body. Absolutely. I can relate with that. Wow. Yeah. You know, in 2018, uh, I, you know, I, I relapsed after having a couple of years of sobriety and was end up homeless in Vegas for months. And when I, my uh, fiance, I got arrested and I thought it was my fault and it was just codependent, toxic relationship, just gross, absolutely gross. And when she got arrested, I thought it was my fault. So I took as much meth, as much hair when I put it in my arm and I tried to overdose and I woke up in the hospital. And when I woke up in the hospital, I'm like, what, what am I doing? Like I justified doing this to myself because I couldn't get my fiance at the time out of jail. Like I was so, I felt so responsible for her. I like, that was, that was my source of love. That was who I, I was so obsessed with being her partner. I didn't like you take that away from me. I didn't have anything like who was Robert. I don't know. So I really, really resonate with what you're saying right now. It's thank you. That, uh, no, Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you for your honesty because it's, 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 it's interesting how we begin manipulating and we don't even know we're manipulating and how we enabling or how people enable us. Mm-hmm. We don't even take that responsibility until everything is taken care everything is taken care taking out of us. But it's also a gift when everything is taken out of us because then we can recreate ourselves. And this is a beautiful thing, brother. We create ourselves. Whatever we did in the past is done. We cannot change it. Absolutely. The relationships that we had, they're gone. They teach us a lesson. Like all the relationships that I had before in my addiction is because I didn't love myself. So I used that. But now I realize that this is my relationship with this being. And this person doesn't need to be with someone who gets discriminated, scream at, 
and this person doesn't need to discriminate or scream at somebody. Mm-hmm. He's looking for harmony. Absolutely. So this is the beautiful thing when you wake up from a nightmare and you get a little tickle in your brain, but say, I survived that. Right. And I, I congratulate you, brother, because it's not easy to get out of that lifestyle when you're dealing it. And we both work for the same boss. And this is why I know that there's no accident. We all went through what we went through to support people. And we're only supporting ourselves. And because they're supporting us to not live that lifestyle again. That's why a congratulations, brother. Hey, you too, man. Thank you. Thank you. You as well. That's awesome. All right, guys. So I want to tell you about this company, East Coast Tags. And if you haven't heard about them, well, go to Instagram, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, or go to www.eastcoasttags.com and check them out. They got amazing ideas, some funny, some serious. Their t-shirts and hoodies are so soft. I'm rocking my quarantine and chill hoodie right now. So you can add custom stuff to it. And, you know, just check it out. So go to www.eastcoasttags.com and enter the promo code none of your business. All one word, no spaces, no dashes. So hope you guys check it out. And follow me at Robert Lude on Instagram. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. You know, you talk about skeptical being positive. What do you mean by that? Well, the skeptical is not about being positive. It's skeptic, skeptical of being negative. That's the fifth agreement. To be skeptical of our own negativity. So, mm. so let's say the fifth agreement. I say, if I'm not good enough, I cannot change this person. I'm not meant for love. If I'm skeptical of my negativity, I'm not being the scorpion, stinging itself with its own stinger. Okay. And that's the mind. Say, I'm not meant for love. Nobody loves me. I will never change. If I'm skeptical to that way of thinking, I'm breaking the doubt. I'm breaking the spell because I am capable of loving because I am love. Gotcha. I'm capable to do anything if I practice. I will master whatever I practice. But it is our own mind that becomes lazy, justification, and disrespecting. And every time we disrespect ourselves, we disrespect in the divine. So mm. we are masters. We are artists because we are creating. The question is, what are we creating? That's... And why are we creating it for? I love it. And... Uh, Toltec means artist, right? Yes. Mm, so you're artist of the spirit. <laughs> artist of the spirit. So you're literally creating what you want. Yes, it's, it's not a religion. It's a way of life. It's like saying the poetry even before the words are in your head. It's catching that essence, that passion, that vibration. And the beautiful thing is to put that energy into words and words have a life. And that's when we become in with our word because our word becomes energy like a seed. So instead of putting spells, because a spell is like spelling, like Bruce Lee said. Bruce Lee said it. Spells. It's like a magic, because if you put spelling, you put a curse, you're cursing, you're breaking spirit. But when you use a spell and you're spelling with love, you're putting a love enchantment. You're, you're, you're lifting somebody up. You're racing in love. You're, you're supporting one another. And this is the way of the Totec, an artist community that supports one another. Wow, man. I like right now how I feel. I feel like I'm floating on like clouds right now with just everything that you're saying. So thank you for the, like, thank you. I, wow, thank you, brother. 
man i i hope whoever's listening they get the same feeling that i am feeling right now like just what you're saying is just it's what's that yeah. no it's something beautiful brother sorry it's something beautiful when you realize that your emotions are the colors mm-hmm. your feelings are the colors and life is the canvas mm. and you just begin painting it's just amazing brother i love it i love it uh so how does someone start working on mastering themselves the moment that they decide the moment they decide they're tired of living in ghost town and when i mean ghost town in a world they don't belong anymore that inspiration the spirit begins slipping up of that essence and now begin um traveling and uh, collecting a new fragrance a new essence a new inspiration that will motivate your soul so your body can begin producing the art so whatever it is that calls you why not you know, we only live one lifetime. There's a hundred years that's fit to the max. It's a vacation. Whatever you want to do in your life, that's like a travel destination. It's like this beautiful lady who was 80 years old and people say, you're too old to be in school. She became an anthropologist by almost by 86. Oh, wow, that's amazing. I know. If somebody told her you couldn't do it and she believed it, she would not have done it. Absolutely. But this is the beautiful thing about the mind. It can do whatever it wants. It is not about age. That's that's right. Absolutely. That's super cool. <clears throat> so when you're not, you know, being a motivational speaker, writing, playing music, like spending time with your family, if you could wake up and have like the perfect day, what would that look like? Well, honestly, you know, ever since I came back to life, I resurrected every day is the perfect day mm. because everything's the, the perfect opportunity to speak. Like before we went to this um, isolation. I kept saying to everybody on stage, I, I even joked with my brother, I, I even joked with my brother about this because I said, I don't know when is the last time I'm gonna be able to speak on stage. I'm doing my best that I can right now. I'm doing it like I'm gonna speak the last time. And and I did it a few, like three times I said that. And interesting that I came home, now we're in this. But I tell you, brother, every day is the beautiful thing to do an interview, to speak to somebody that I wasn't expecting to speak in the bus stop or in the store in the six line foot or, you know, wherever it is, you never know where that's going to take us. But what's important is to be at service. And we never know where we're going to be at service to, but we're ready because, you know, we're, we're ready. And the beautiful thing is to always be authentic and honest to people. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we cannot give our best, say we have something, but we try anyways. Yeah. Being a maximum, being of maximum service. Mm-hmm. I'm a very optimist person. I love it love it that's that's a really good way of putting it you're gonna put your best foot forward in anything that you do your last time speaking and now we're in isolation that's you know that's a really really like how like how did you get into that mindset of i'm gonna do this my best the beautiful thing thing is to get the opportunity to give our word to give what was given to us Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I was young, I, I, I got into intense meditation for eight hours. But the intense meditation for me began when I was nervous and I went beyond my fear. And because I was an addict, I was afraid of authority. So my fear was going backstage. This mm-hmm. is what I call going to secondary customs in, 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 in when you cross the border. Okay. I, get, I, I had a little substance when I was in my early 20s, when I was 20. So after that, I go to secondary inspection. I call it backstage almost every time. And sometimes I wait two or three hours there. Okay. 
And, uh, and in that moment, I get comfortable in the uncomfortableness. And sometimes in those three hours, two hours, one hour, I speak to people in that place and I continue my motivation. So when you go beyond fear and you're places that you have been that you are uncomfortable with, when you're in comfortable places, you enjoy it to the max because you're not there in that place that you do not want to be anymore. So many people do not know that to be grateful for where we're at because like you and me know that there's some places we don't want to be there anymore because our puppy gets scared. Not our mind. Our mind can be tough, but mm-hmm. our puppy doesn't like that. So why are we going to do that to our puppy anymore? So one thing that I learned to be like this, like we're talking about is to take care of my puppy and my puppy is this and my puppy has emotions. Even my puppy gets mad and, and gets angry. So I have to calm its negativity. I have to calm his, you know, I have to calm the puppy. Because I'm there for it. Yeah. And how do you how do you calm the puppy? Well, knowing that this life is 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 is, is full of weather. When the rain starts, it's going to end. When the mm. earthquake starts, it's going to end. So when the puppy is afraid, I know it's going to end. I just have to be there with it. And this is when we use our tools. It could be the four agreements, it could be the medicine bag, it could be going to church, it could be doing yoga. It could be going to a meeting. You know, whatever it helps you to be in your center, that's the best way to help the puppy. Because then we are in community as well for other people who have abused their puppies. And okay. I call this puppy because it's an innocent being. just like dogs. They're innocent. Children are innocent. You know, why should they pay for what we have inside our head? So when I woke up in life, I couldn't, I became vegan because I, I couldn't hurt any more animals because I saw my supporting my own animal and my puppy who passed away in that time. Mm. So if I was going to continue speaking, do what I do, I have to really let go of that because I wouldn't be giving my hundred percent here because I would be knowing that I'm lying and lying is the foundation of hell. We always remember that brother lies are the foundation of hell in any way, in a relationship, in a family, in business and anything. Absolutely. I, yeah, when I lie, I just have that guilt, shame, and then I got to cover up a lie, have the lie. And one, my memory is terrible. So I don't know if I lied. And then I'm caught up in this lie. And then it's uh, eventually I'm going to drink or use because of it. And like the history shows that's what happens. If I go down my old behaviors and I start living the way Robert wants to live life, well, there's pretty soon I'm doing old behaviors and I'm sticking a needle in my arm and I'm running off with somebody I'm not supposed to or whatever. And it's very unhealthy, very not sane. Like I'm not being in service to the people around me. I'm not, I'm just not a good person and I don't like to live like that anymore, but I, that was comfortable for me. So when I'm in a spot of lack, I go back to comfortability and being living my life today, how it is today was uncomfortable for so long because I didn't love myself. I didn't know who I was. I just going through the motions of life and I, that selling drugs and using drugs was so, so much more comfortable. I thought because people would call me or people would accept me, but you know, they weren't accepting me. They just wanted my drugs. So they were buying these friendships, buying my love, buying my authority, whatever you call it. Like it, and then really like this time being sober, this go around, like really finding like the core of who I am and loving who I am is and reading books like yours and your family. It's like, has really, really like has helped me throughout this process more than anything, I believe. 
So mm -hmm. thank you for oh. passing those on to all of us. And it's just, thank you. That's really, oh. if all I could say is just thank you. And hopefully that says everything else. So. Oh. <laughs> Oh, thank you, brother. It's, it's so interesting when we wake up in a pain that we're used to, in that mm -hmm. comfortable, that we're afraid of the unknown. But once you wake up, you cannot go back to sleep. And when you wake up, you go back to that lifestyle. You go, I don't belong there anymore. And you do all your effort to let that go. So every day that we wake up now, I still have one. Because sometimes I get to tickle in my brain. But I say this prayer, brother. May life protect me from myself this morning. I say it every morning. May life protect me from myself. May life protect me from my irritations. May life protect me from giving any, I'm going to keep this little demon stepping in. I'm going to keep the little demon in a box because I don't want to feed it. And many people don't understand our demons, you know, and this is the one I really understand. We all have, you know, a, a puma. Which one are we going to feed? The puma of negativity or positivity? And then we ask our teacher, who's going to win? And then they say, whoever we feed. And when we live this lifestyle, brother, we know that we have no, no right for the love of our life to feed the negative puma because it's going to hurt our baby. It's going to hurt our cub. Mm -hmm. So when we know that, who cares who judges us? That stays right there in our own way. Absolutely. I love it. Right on. <clears throat> man, that's really, really deep. I thank you, man. I, I love everything that you're saying right now. And I'm sorry, just you're, what, what you say just resonates me, with me so well. I just have to soak it in. Uh, we work for the same boss, brother. We work for the same boss, Mother Earth. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of things that we can't control. But like in the, with especially what's going on in the world right now, like what can we control? Well, we can control this service where we can serve. Mm -hmm. If we know how to sweep a floor, if we have a broom, we will sleep wherever we see a dirty floor. And we can never control what divine's going to do. Like who are we to say, hey, God, you're doing it wrong over here. No, life is life. And the honest truth is that the earth is regenerating ourselves, and we humans are the target because we're the ones hurting the Mother Earth. So right now we're we, 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 we regenerating ourselves too. We're regenerating what this is happening right now. Mother Earth is regenerating. We can regenerate with her. Let everything that doesn't serve us in our life go anymore. Let, let it go. It doesn't serve us anymore. Let's be comfortable in the uncomfortableness, and let's begin supporting in our home, like being in a temple, like being like if we spend like. $3,000 to go on this exclusively, you know, strict uh, discipline workshop where we are in isolation. Well, guess mm. what? It didn't cost us a penny. We're in our homes. Mm. It's time to really, if you want to, to regener you regenerate with mother, to let go of whatever you don't want in your life anymore. And that mm. also means with possessive things. If something in your house remembers you of things that bring you suffering, it's not worth any any worth of keeping that in your house. It's time to 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 let that go, because the most beautiful thing in life is how you're gonna support this. That's why I love the Virgin of Guadalupe uh, symbol, and the Virgin of Guadalupe symbol is this tattoo. Oh, and and and, and this little angel represents our human mind, it represents the real us, and this body of the of the of the mother is 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 our body. Okay. So the body is meant to feel. And what happens if the body feels a little pain, the little angel is going to support and lift her. And this is exactly what we're doing with our body because that's a code. That's a philosophy in a religious painting, of course, but it's a philosophy, uh, a code of life, that this is the divine mother and our mind is the angel. 
So we hold her in a moon plate and we control all the emotions, but we are really the guardian angel because when you pray, who's listening? When you make a prayer, who's listening? We are listening to our own prayer mm -hmm. because we're that guardian angel. And the moment that we make a decision to take care of the love of our life, no one knows the love of our life more than we know because it communicates to us through emotion, through words. It's, we're connected. Mm -hmm. And when we wake up, we are wake up to not suppress divine mother anymore in ourselves and our life completely would change. So Rama always said, and this always makes me smile. She said, there wasn't a saint that wasn't a sinner first. And the mm -hmm. sinner was the one that went against life, but not anymore because he changed his way to be grateful, to be alive. And the wings are the imagination. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Thank you. You know, you said uh, every morning that you wake up and you have this prayer. Like, do you have a morning routine? Every yes. Morning? And what does that look like? Well, I wake up and I slowly I, I, I go brush my teeth and, get, and, and then I go get a coffee and then I sit down. Okay. I talk whoever I need to talk to. I do a little meditation and I download whatever I have in my brain from my dreams. I just download, I write it, I share it in uh, social media or do interviews. But I'm, that's my that's my constantly meditation to be with myself in the morning, and then something happens in life where it calls you. So mm -hmm. I make I make like twenty five percent schedule in my day if I'm not touring because seventy five percent life will bring it to you. <laughs> okay, I like that. I like that. And do you have like a certain meditation that you do each morning? Well, yes. The, the first one that I do, I, I just close my eyes. And I listen to a song or listen to a thing and, and I, I, I dip. But that prepares me for my whole day meditation. Mm -hmm. Because when I close my eyes, I sit for 10 minutes, five minutes, I close my eyes. I go with the song, with the breathing. But then when I open my eyes, I meditate the whole day. Like right now, it may not seem like, but I'm meditating. Mm -hmm. I'm meditating with my eyes open. Because okay. there's a rhythm always that you have in your heart that makes you breathe. And if you're doing the mantra, at one point mm -hmm. after saying the mantra, the mantra, the prayer starts doing itself. So you're just present. So now you're doing something. You're having communication, looking eye to eye, walking in life, going to the groceries. And people begin feeling that essence. But at the same time, it keeps you aware to know that you're this sober person and everybody completely drunk. So if there's any, let's say, um, negativity happening or someone screams at us, we feel it that we know that has nothing to do with us because we're in that moment of, 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 of witnessing. And that's the the the, the open eye meditation is about witnessing, witnessing what it is without judgment, mm. like, and that brings you presence. And and if you notice what when our body gets anxious, it's because we stop breathing because we get nervous. So when our body gets anxious and starts breathing, all of these things you know creates pressure in our body. So one of the beautiful things is to keep breathing, and that's the one of the open eye meditation. You always continue breathing. You don't forget that you're breathing. Absolutely. You know, I got a pause button tattooed on my wrist because I forget to breathe. I get so wrapped up in my head over whatever it is. So I'm like, okay, I just need to pause. Like I just need yeah. to chill out, just pause. And like for the longest time I would forget that I would have that tattoo on me. So when I'm like calling my friends, like freaking out, they're like, dude, look at your wrist. I'm like, oh yeah. So now over time, but like it, the tattoo didn't magically, you know, make me want to pause. I like, I totally forgot about it until I, other people were constantly reminding me, dude, look at your wrist. And now I can look down, 
pause like chill out robert it's gonna be okay like permanent marker doesn't even last forever this too shall pass so you know i you know i I love that um i'm not consistent at like everything i have a morning routine and i probably meditate four out of like sit down and do a meditation four out of seven days a week uh i would like to say that i'm perfect at it but i'm not uh I would like to do it every day, but for some reason that, that snooze button sometimes gets me or life gets in the way. And these are just excuses that I'm justifying my behavior with. Like I I've done seven days a week meditation, sit down and do a pause. I like meditation, but when I don't do those things, at least somewhat consistency, like I get crazy. I, and I'm only thinking about myself and I'm only thinking about how can Robert serve Robert the best. And it's just, it's not helpful it's not i i turn into a terrible not a terrible person just a very very not happy person um so what so uh what is something that people can't google about you like something you can google about me Mm -hmm. um let's see i don't know i I don't google too much (laughs) but i but one one thing that i do love is, is passion okay I, 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 I love how humans dress themselves, how if, even if it's ritual, ceremony, concerts, uh, even going out to, to, the, to the groceries and, and seeing people hardly living the, in life. I, 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 find that, I find that fascinating. And I was speaking to one of my friends called Karen, and she said, you know, I love that so much because it's like seeing Divine Mother. How would she dress today? How would she come out today? So I really like to see the people, how they express and they have passion because they, they, it's, it's an art. So that, that's something that they, 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 they cannot probably Google. <laughs> okay. I, I like that. That's, that's interesting. And <clears throat> like, where can people find you? I know you said that you're on social media, but like, what are you on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook? What? Yes. I, I, I use Instagram and, and Facebook as my outings. If I have something in my head, some posts, I share posts or, Every Monday, I trim now a video. Now in, the, in, this, in these days that we're, we're we're in our homes, every Monday I share a video. But yeah, I, I, me and my family share a lot of uh, uh, words, inspirational wisdoms, words. You know, many things we share in our social media. So it's my dad and my brother. Yeah. Mm, okay. And right now, you said that you're doing like a lot of you're writing. Are you writing a new book? Yes. Can you share anything about that? Well, it it, it, it it is like I we did with a higher fund company. We did the, the, the wisdom of the shamans and the medicine back. So right now we begin working on the trilogy, which is which is with power animals, mm. and uh, and and I'm explaining some things that the human do that they can connect and find their own power animal. And you know, that's the whole point of this new the concept. That you know, after when we start working on one one place, another thing opens up. Another so I have probably like five five open windows with uh with with music meditations and courses and books <laughs> love it love it and when you're like in the headspace of writing a book like what does that look like well it, it is like right now you can see me because i'm too fast for the mic for the pen and i'm too fast for the typing okay my head so i channel a lot so okay. let's say i feel inspiration like right now and, and i start talking I started getting it out and sometimes I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm just going through the essence and I get out of my way and just let words out, come out, speak what I feel from my heart of the, of the topic. And then I have this, you know, all these things 
Then I gathered them together. And because, you know, I have broken Spanish and broken English, my publishers uh, and editors helped me put it into the right context so the reader mm -hmm. can understand me. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's interesting. <clears throat> and, you know, what was like a pivotal point in your career? A pivotal, a pivotal point in my career mm -hmm. was to be in the seat next to my father and grandmother sharing the Totec message in the 2000s. Because I never dreamt about teaching with them. Mm -hmm. I never dreamt about even writing a book. It was just the moment that I was done with suffering and I wanted to come back home. So it wasn't the home of family, we should say. It was my tradition, my, my Totec tradition that I stepped into the plate. And like I said, you know, when I said to my grandmother, when she asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was probably like nine or 10 years old. And I said, I want to be a healer like you and father and grandfather. And, uh, and she smiled. And what do you want to do? I said, in Japan. So they don't understand me. Have a translator. So she smiled. But that happened 10 years ago, brother. I, I spoke in Japan. Oh, really? And, uh, and, and, the, and the dream come true. So one of the beautiful things of, 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 of realizing all the things that I went through, all the hard times, the drug addiction, everything was supposed to happen because that was my university. I, I passed the university because I survived like you survived. And now we're helping people from a way that we never dreamed about before. But every time we help them is what. So when I found myself with my father and grandmother in this, in this teaching, carrying their flag and helping transform people's lives, you know, that's, that's for me. It's like, I'm done, you know, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. That's awesome. To serve. Uh, if there's like three things that you could give somebody a piece, three pieces of advice on any topic, what would those three pieces be? Well, the first one would be to the little kids, the little children, the, the little men, that they don't have to be machistas. They don't have to dream about the dream of machista, believe in the dream of machismo, to suppress mother, to be cold, to hide your feelings and to feel the pure pressure of, of the teenage years because that's the worst years because that's what gets impregnated in our life. If I could speak to the little kids, because I cannot speak to myself anymore, but I can speak to kids, that would be. Stop suppressing yourself. Stop suppressing your others. Don't do cold things just to prove to be accepted, to be mm -hmm. to stop feeling, don't believe those lies. Other, other one would be, you're the love of your life. You know, you don't need to sacrifice for anybody. Don't let anybody manipulate you. If somebody screams at you, that person is not for you. Why do you want to be with a person who doesn't want to be with you? And the third one is this. No matter what's happened in life, it was supposed to happen because it happened. It's time to let it go. Let the river take away what it took away. And now accept what the river's bringing today without thinking about expectations. Just be grateful to be alive and to enjoy the rest of your dream because it is a vacation. And if you lose your suitcase, don't complain about it let it go because the suitcase is not on vacation you are mm, man that's thank you that's awesome man that was awesome i hope you guys enjoyed please let me know what you think of this go in to rate and review this on apple Podcasts or wherever you can rate and review thank you guys so much thank you again mr jose and i hope you guys have a wonderful monday i love you and i'll talk to you soon